What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. Happy Monday, folks. I am once again on the road this week. I will be going to Cleveland for the first time on Tuesday. I've never been to Ohio. I've Honestly, before I went to Chicago last month, I've never even been to the Midwest. So I'm going to Ohio for work for a couple days, and then I'm going from Ohio to LA, and I have some very exciting news about LA. I'm just getting myself comfortable here. Um, so I, you've probably heard me talk about it, but I have family that lives down in Orange County, and when I go out there, I like to meet up with them since I don't get to see them that often. So I, my aunt called me like a little over a week ago, and she's like, hey, what do you want to do when you're in LA? Like, is there any spots you wanted to go to? Anything you wanted to check out? Like, anything fun we can do together? Like, do you want to go to Universal? You want to do Warner's Brother tour? Like, something kind of touristy. So at first I was like, no, like, I don't think so. I think I'm good. And then I was like, oh, wait, you know what? There's actually this, this one thing. I don't know if you know the show Vanderpump Rules. But they have these restaurants in West Hollywood. That's basically like, like the whole basis of the show. And I swear they're good, but I would I would like to go to one. So long story short, she managed to get us reservations at Sir for Saturday, and I'm so freaking excited. You can't. I like I'm I'm grinning from ear to ear. She doesn't really watch it, so I'm like super thankful because I know that this is really for me. Um, but they are starting filming again. So I wonder if I'll see anything interesting. I hope so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. (laughs) Really excited. That's all I have to say. I'm going to definitely try the fried goat cheese balls. Have to given. Um, and, and I feel like I need to order a pumptini. Like it would be wrong if I didn't order a pumptini, right? So yeah, we're up. we'll figure it out. Um, but that's my big adventure for the week. So I'll be taking pictures. I'll post them for you guys, and I will make sure to keep you guys updated on that. Other than that, though, um, I had a very, I, I had a very interesting encounter this week, and it kind of, I've just been having a week. I'll I'll leave it at that. I've been having a week. I've just it's been. One of those weeks that's 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 really testing me and a bunch of stuff that's happened that I was like, you know what? Let me sit down and make a podcast episode about X. Just X. And this was one of the incidents that led me to this this inspiring thought, this decision. I'm sitting down. So I had to go to Hershey for work last Tuesday. So since I was working late at night, like I didn't have to work as early in the morning. So I went to dermatologist pretty early, like 930. Um, And I'm sitting there minding my own business. Went to the dermatologist because my acne can't get itself under control. I've talked about this before. And sometimes I feel like it's getting better and it's really just testing me. I guess... I've said this before too, but I guess your hormones change. And for me, like I'm going through the acne a teenager gets right now. And people are always, oh, it doesn't look that bad or you can't even see it. But it's like, listen, I have a full face of makeup on. Okay. 
I use filters when I make my Instagram stories. Hand up, use the filters because I don't want you to see all the red dots and greasy oiliness and and I don't really care if you guys can't see it to me like I see it and it's uncomfortable they hurt and I just I don't feel confident with them on my face so I went to the dermatologist because my face broke out pretty bad like it was pretty pretty inflamed I was starting to get stuff on my cheeks which I don't really get all over my forehead some on my shoulders and once I saw it off my face I was like okay we cannot let this spread. We need to go to the dermatologist. So got a little sidetracked there. But anyway, I ended up at the dermatologist. I'm sitting there on my phone trying to look something up. Like I think I was like trying to buy shoes, honestly. So it wasn't anything riveting. This guy comes in, goes up to the counter, and I, I'm not really paying attention to what he's saying, but he he came in late. And the woman was like, oh, I was actually just calling this phone number because you weren't here. And he was like, oh, sorry, it's not my not my phone. It's my wife's phone. And she's like, oh, okay, like it's not yours. And he was like, nope, my wife runs the show for me. She's She drove me here, like she runs the show. And I thought he was just saying like, you know, like some relationships are just like that where they have role, they just have roles in certain things that one of them does, certain things the other one does. So I'm like, I don't, I, why am I even listening to this? And then I hear them, you know, they're chatting back and forth. And then the woman at the desk goes, okay, I just need you to fill out these papers. And he's like, can't do that either. I'm illiterate. And I was like, wait, what? And the girl's just like, oh, okay, well, can you bring them home so somebody else can fill them out for you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. But I was like, oh, like, okay, I've never really met anyone that's illiterate. I don't think besides a child, no judgment, but I just really wasn't expecting that. So... He leaves the desk and the waiting room is empty. It's me and there's one other person in it. It's a decent sized waiting room. There are a lot of chairs. And he sits down right across from me because what? why not? Why wouldn't he? And I'm like, like, I really just need to go to this appointment and get home. <sighs> so I'm wearing these brand new white sneakers I got from Lane 8, by the way. The hit trainers are very comfortable. And he's like, whoa, girl. Those are some bright white sneaks you got. And he's older. This gentleman's got to be in like his 60s. And I'm like, yeah, they're new. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. My daughter has a pair like that. Keeps rambling on. And I'm like not making eye contact, but just kind of like, oh. He's like, so uh, what are you? Are you, are, are you in college? And I was like, no. And I begin to say I graduated. He's like, high school. And I'm like, no. But why does everyone keep assuming that? Um, no, I have my degree. I've been out of college for two years. Side note, let's just talk about that for a second. Why do I keep getting mistaken for a high schooler? I, listen, do I think I look exactly 24? No, but then again, like what does 24 really look like? The fact that I've been out of college for two years and there's been multiple times in the last three months that I've been mistaken for under the age of 18 I just don't see it. And I know this, oh, one day you'll appreciate it. And that might be true. But for now, I would like to look like I'm at least in college, maybe close to the degree, but high school? Really? Or whatever. Anyway, so I'm like, no, I, I got my degree. And he's like, oh, where'd you go to school? And I'm like, like, all right, I guess we're having this conversation. I'm like, Rutgers. 
He's like, ah, I used to work at Rutgers. And I'm like, what, doing what, since he's illiterate? This guy was a groundskeeper. I'm like, oh, so is my uncle. He doesn't care about my uncle. He's like, yeah, now I, uh, I'm in real estate. I like kind of flip houses. Like I take these houses and then I make group homes after. Did you know that you could charge people for being in group homes? Goes on this tangent that I can't even repeat because I didn't retain any of it about the need for group homes and how he makes $160,000 a year, he told me. I said, that's very nice. Um, I don't. Congratulations. And he's like, yeah, I'm sitting on money. I'm like, okay. He's like, I have, uh, I have, I have 11 daughters and I was married twice. I'm like, very nice. Like nice. Keeps rambling on and on. I'm so uncomfortable at this point. I'm considering like, like, I'm like, can I email them or something saying like, please get me out of this waiting room. Like I'll stand in the corner, but I just don't want to have this conversation. Like I just don't. I think the people behind the desk were seeing how uncomfortable I was and just doing nothing about it. Thank God another victim came in and saved the day. Some some other guy around the same age range is wearing a uh, rainbow Ben and Jerry shirt, sits down, of course, in the same row as us, which I'm like, guys, there's really seats everywhere, but okay, pick this one. And the guy goes and turns to him and is like, ah, nice colorful shirt you got on there, buddy. I got one like that from Woodstock. And the guy's just like, thanks, it's a Ben and Jerry's t-shirt and then somebody came and pulled me into the room and that was the end of that I just I was sitting there and I'm like some people just don't get it you know and I feel bad the guy seemed like a nice guy he did seems like he's got a good heart but I'm like dear lord I'm begging you to please just let me be alone in this waiting room I just want to see if she could do something for my acne like I'm not here to have a conversation. But if you're curious about the whole acne thing, she gave me a wash that I'm going to be using in the morning for my face. And we're trying something different instead of, I've been using tretinoin, which if you've had ac- bad acne, you probably have too. It's like, honestly, like it doesn't really good do a good job preventing, containing or, or anything. So I'm trying something new. We'll see how it works. My skin's still pretty inflamed. You probably can't see because I have makeup on if you're watching on YouTube. But yeah, that's, that's my story for the week. I, you know what? I was wondering one thing and I was like, you know what? This is something that I got to bring up on the podcast before I talk to you guys about something serious. I was sitting or, or, or walking rather. Let me paint the story correctly. So outside of my office is a pond, you know, just a, just a pond looks nice. Um, and there's geese from time to time, but the, 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 this pair of geese, this couple, if you will, I guess decided to lay and hatch their eggs in that area, the pond area. And now they're raising their little baby family of geese. It is actually very cute. Geese, Canadian geese are butt ugly, but as the babies, when they're so fluffy and brand new, like they're pretty freaking cute. So my friend Tamara and I will walk past, like we'll get coffee or go out to lunch and we always, or we'll look out the window and be like, oh, there are the geese. Like, and it's cute. They'll swim. Like the one parent will be in front, one parent will be in the back and they'll swim in a line across the pond. So we saw them doing that. They were swimming like in a line when we went to lunch. We came back 
and they and she was like, oh, where are the geese? And they were sitting under a tree, just like sunbathing. And I was like, oh, they're tan. It looks like they're sunbathing. They're tanning over there. And then the thought crossed my mind. I said, you know, when you're a wild animal like that, how do you decide what you're going to do every day? And like when to do it. Like when we were walking to go like that outside area we were sitting, what made them decide, hey, now's the time, guys, folks, line up. We're going to swim across the pond. And then in those 45 minutes, they at some point were like, all right, time to sunbathe. Like they don't have an agenda. They don't have a daily schedule. So I guess they just do whatever they feel like doing when they feel like doing. And then it led me to the second part of the question where I'm like, how do animals know how to communicate with each other and understand each other? That one blew my mind. Because I was like, how do they communicate? And Tamara was like, well, they honk or, or make that noise. I'm like, no, I know verbally like that. That is how they communicate. But I'm saying like, how do they know what the other one's trying to say? Say the dad was like, all right, I, I want to stop swimming. I want to go back to the tree. How do the rest of them know that's what he wants to do and follow suit? You know, same thing with literally any wild animal. Be, you know, bees and ants, how they, they have their whole I, you know, they do their whole thing. I don't know. So that just blew my mind and was like, I was like, I'm just, you know, maybe we don't give animals enough credit. How do they know? How do they know? And when we go to school, we have to teach each other like English or whatever language so we know how to speak. How, when my dog barks, how do the other dogs know what she's trying to say? I don't think I'll ever get the answer to that question, but it's something that has been burning in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, that's really it though. As, as far as my exciting ugh, stories, I guess from this week, I'll, uh, today I decided, like I said in the beginning to talk about X that I have. And at first I was like, Oh, let me start with Jim X. And then I was like, no, I'm just fed up with males. I'm going to do X in general. And if you, if I missed one that you want to talk about, hit me I'll talk about it next episode, but before that, we're going to get into our highlights and whatnot, and then I have a fantastic interview today with my friend Eric Nolan. He is an MMA fighter, very different than other people I've had on the podcast before, so stick around. You're definitely going to want to listen to that, but otherwise, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been waiting since Wednesday to talk about my health and fitness related highlight for this week. And if you've been following along with my Instagram stories, you better know what it is before it even comes out of my mouth. I, when I was in Hershey, I decided to, I like, you know, I, listen, I got tired in the morning. I set an alarm for myself to go to the gym before I started my day and then left for Hershey. But when my alarm went off, I wasn't ready to get <laughs> I simply wasn't ready to get up. So I did a quick search. I was like, does the Hershey Lodge have a gym? Answer was yes. I was like, perfect. We're going, we're going at night. We're going at night. Um, so I had to do, I, I was there for like a sales event and I had to do the event, whatever. Like we, we had like a little, not an after party, but like, I guess that's what you want to call it, like an after party afterwards. And then I was going to go work out because I need that time to decompress and get it all out of my system. So I had an arm day and was like, all right, I'll do arm day and some cardio. I'm taking a long time to spit this out. Very sorry. 
Long story short, they have Pelotons in their gym, which more and more hotels are getting Pelotons, and I, I love it. Seeing a Peloton gets me hyped up because I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to sweat today. This is going to be a good one. This is, this is going to be a good one. And I typically go to Cody Rigsby. That's my go-to guy. I've talked to you guys about him before. Cody Rigsby kicks my butt. I love his energy. I love his attitude. I love his workouts. But I listened recently to Chicks in the Office's interview with Kendall Toole. And I was like, oh, you know, she said something about she does country rock rides. Like, I love country. Uh, maybe I'll give that a try. I'll try a different instructor. Just, just, just cause. So I exit out of Cody. Click on Kendall. The first thing I see. <sighs> Standing out to me like, like in bright flashing lights. 30 minute Jonas Brothers ride. I said, oh my God. Kendall, did you make this for me? Because it feels like you did. So not only did I get to ride a bike to 30 minutes of the Jonas Brothers, which was phenomenal, but holy crap, Kendall Toole kicked my ass like Cody Rigsby never has before. And I still love Cody. And I'm, I'm still loyal to him. But, but Kendall did something to me. Kendall did something. It was the, the like we were, we were climbing. So it's like resistance in between 45 and 50 and the pace or whatever they call it was like 65, 60 to 65. And then we'd sit and I'm expecting her to say like, okay, lower the resistance, but she's like, keep the resistance the same. Now the song's going to pick up. We're going to go max speed 90. I'm like, Kendall, you are wild in. If you think that I can hit a 90 on resistance, 50, 45 to 50. Absolutely not. Oh, dude, I'm going to tell you, I tried. And I get really competitive with myself. Like, I want to beat my old score. I'm, I'm looking at who else is on the leaderboard. But I, I, oh, my God. Maybe it was also because it was at 1030 at night. But my legs were like, Liz, we're going as fast as we can. But this is it. This is it. You're going to have to stay at a 75. So Kendall Tool kicked my ass. Jonas Brothers workout meant for me. And I will admit to you guys, there are days that I go into the gym and I do listen to the Jonas Brothers as my music and my AirPods, and I don't feel like it's socially acceptable. So I'm glad I'm glad that I was able to do it out loud in public and be like, yeah, I'm listening to the Jonas Brothers. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. Duh. So that was my health and fitness related highlight. Who? what was my non-health and fitness related highlight? That is a very good question. Maybe I should have thought about that before. Wow. I'm kind of struggling. You know what I'll say? My, my non-health and fitness related highlight is I spent Father's Day with my dad and it was my sister's birthday. So we got to celebrate that. And it was just a nice unproblematic night. My dad busted his ass making some good food. I was hanging out with my little sister. She's adorable. And it was just a nice calming evening. And I'm very, very thankful that I do still have both my parents because I know that Father's Day, Mother's Day, any of that kind of stuff can be really difficult days. And a lot of people don't acknowledge that or fail to empathize. Um, so I do want to say that if you are one of those people, I know it can be a very hard and sensitive day 
for you. I know that there's a lot of people who do have their parents and are not in ideal situations or have been abused or traumatized by their parents. And I want to let you know that it's okay if you feel resentment towards them. Um, I love my parents. I, I, I love my parents. I want to get that out straight. But I know that there are a lot of cases where their parents, parents have done horrible things to their children. Um, and if you're one of those people and you're struggling and you're struggling with feeling guilty for having those feelings, I just want you to know that it's okay. It's normal to have those feelings. And I am saying a little prayer for all of you guys, all of you guys. Wow. How did I get so, Ooh, that took a dark turn. Okay. You know, we're going to end this. We're just, we're just going to end the highlights and, and, and move on from here. I feel like people have just been getting worse and worse, especially with social media becoming so popular. I get so many messages that I'm like, who thinks that it is socially acceptable or just not pathetic at all to send me either that many messages without a reply or say the things that these people have been saying. I could read you some of my DM requests, but I won't put people on blast like that. But I've just been having one of those weeks where I'm like, you're annoying, you're annoying, everyone's bothering me. Just just one of those bratty weeks. You know, we all have one. So I wanted to talk about the icks, like my personal icks, in the gym and on social media. That's what I'll, I'll go. I don't need to go into the whole... I, listen, if I sat here and talked about all the icks that I have regarding men, we'd be here for a, a long time. But we'll start with the gym. One thing that really icks me out is when somebody sees you at the gym and then continuously messages you about it after or or continuously messages. First of all, you should never DM someone more than twice, twice without receiving an answer back. If you DM someone two times in a row and they don't answer, you got walk away, walk away. But I get so uncomfortable when I know like I've seen this person in the gym and you keep sending me messages that I don't want to answer because then it's like, okay, one, you're annoying me. Two, I'm not answering on purpose. So now I'm going to feel uncomfortable when I see you in person because we both know I'm not answering you. God forbid, like I don't need anybody. I think one of my worst fears is a guy coming up to me and being like, I sent you a message and you didn't answer it and I see you on your phone. That has not happened to me. And luckily, like with the gym I go to now, like that, this just doesn't really happen anymore. But it really, really icks me out. I had, I, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but I'm just going to say it because I didn't like it. And it was really gross. One guy continuously replying up on my stories, just sending me DMs, weird things too. Like, hey, did you notice we were wearing the same color last week at the gym? I'm like, no, I don't even know what I was wearing. Guys fully married, like fully married. That was probably peak ick. Peak ick. Oof, what's another? I didn't write any of these down either. I was like, I'm just going to let these flow off the tongue and whatever feels natural <laughs> to me, I'm just going to I'm just going to go with it. One other, or, or, or you know what the next ick is? I hate when I see people ego lifting. 
That is such an ick. And there's a difference between ego lifting and forced reps. You know, forced reps, it's like you're, you're training till failure. Your form might not be perfect towards the end, but you're just, you're really trying to go until you give up. But if I see you grabbing a pair of like 30s to do dumbbell curls and you are not getting a full range of motion from rep one, I'm like, sir, put it down. Drop the weight. You're not better than anybody here. You don't have to prove anything to anyone here. Please put down the weight and just lift what's appropriate. I, If I see somebody ego lifting and, and then on top of it, like grunting and making noises while ego lifting, immediately I'm like, no, no, I don't. That's not for me. Grunting and making noises in the gym, though, I will say is not an ick. For me, when I first started going to the gym, I'm like, oh, look at this big guy, like, making noises while he lifts. Um, And then I realized that, you know, myself, I was not lifting hard enough. And when you truly are lifting hard enough, you don't have a choice. Those noises just come out, and they're not consensual at all. So that's not not on my ego list. Um, What's another... Ick that I have, I think, you know what I, one ick that I have is when people ask, oh, you're into the gym, like they see you're into the gym or guys. And then they're like, bet I could out bench you or like, bet I could out squat you. Like, I don't like plain and simple. I don't give a fuck if you can like, God, I hope you can because I'm a five foot three woman. And if I can out bench you, or out squat you, then I don't think that the two of us were made to interact together, so so to speak. So the whole like emasculating, like, oh, like I can, I bet I could do this more than you, or I like let me take you through my arm day. I'm like, I now like I'm fine. I think I've made a lot of progress on my own and I'm good doing what I, I want. So no, thank you. If you ask in a nice way, oh, do you want to get a work in together? Or like, oh, I'm also really into the gym. We should totally lift one day. Or like, you could show me your workout. I could show you my workout. Like, let's trade. I feel like that's fun. That's flirty. But if you come off like, oh my God, stupid girl. Like, let me show you how I would do it. I'm like, pass because I bet you ego lift. It all comes back to that. I think one one ick and I've been seeing this and I know that some people just post stuff on TikTok for comments and for visibility and all that. And and I make some jokes too where but I don't ever make a joke um degrading somebody's like physical appearance. Like nowhere in this ick like I'm not going to be like oh it icks me out if you have small calves. Like no. Okay, that's just a whole different thing. Like you can have a type for sure, everybody's warranted to have a type. But when guys go on TikTok or social media and are vocal about like, ooh, I don't like when a woman looks like this or like, I don't like when a gym girl looks like this. That, I'm like, m- massive ick. You sound very threatened right now. I saw, and this is like one of the other reasons that led me to make this as a podcast episode this week, but I was on TikTok earlier and somebody that I follow had stitched this video and the video was like five guys sitting in some expensive car and they all look like assholes. 
by the way, like pure cringe material. And they're like, red flags in gym girls, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. You want to make a video on that? Here I am talking about the ics that I have. So fine, let's watch. This guy can't even get his words out. It's like, duh, duh, duh. He's like, when a girl has too much muscle on her upper body, it's so gross. I'm like, I'm looking at you and you don't look like you have any muscle at all. It sounds like you feel very threatened. And if that's the case, you don't deserve somebody like that. But instead of making comments about, ooh, I don't like when girls are too muscular, why don't you just try and gain muscle yourself and then they won't seem as muscular? How about that? Isn't that a lovely idea? I saw that and was like, this is the most like cringe, ick, disgusting video I've seen in a while. Just five guys sitting in a car talking about what they hate about girls who go to the gym. Oh my gosh. And it was like physical stuff too. One of them was like, oh, if a girl's in the gym and she's dapping up every guy, like watch out for her. I'm like, mm, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll let that one, like I'll let that one go. But the physical things, I'm like, oh no, no, no. That's like, if I went on TikTok and was like, red flags in a guy, I don't like if you're fat, I would get torn up. I would never say anything like that. But let's just say hypothetically that I did. I would get torn up. That is not something that you outwardly, like you don't just get on the internet and be like, I hate fat people. So you can't just really get on the internet and be like, I hate muscular girls. Like then just don't look at them. Okay. Or go to the YMCA. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That was a, I saw that video and it really just, really just sent me over the edge. I want to talk though. I kind of skipped around and I should have, Settle. My brain's like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I think I have ADHD <laughs> where like I have a topic and I'm like, oh, I got to talk, speak on this. And then something else pops up and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Cause now I got to speak on this. Um, but I want to go back and talk about the whole DM thing. This goes for DM, text, Snapchat. If you message, what icks me out is when people message me more than like two or, or continuously message me when I don't answer or when you can't read what I'm putting down. I think it's very obvious to pick up social cues and girls tend to be the opposite of guys. Like guys just don't get it. And girls will think every little thing means, oh my God, he hates me. Seriously. Like, oh my God, he hasn't answered in two hours. He hates me. Guys like, oh, she hasn't answered in two hours. I'll just text her again. And see what she's doing. Not like I can't even put it into words. And then the bad part is like once you get the ick, every time the offense keeps happening, you get more and more irritated. So this is a really special one because the more that I get icked out, like or the more that it happens, the more that I get icked out. You know, and then the more that I get icked out, the angrier I get. It just it just is one of those that just keeps spiraling. So I've just received, you know, there's the ones that I don't follow them back. They're probably bots. They're somewhere in India or the Middle East because that's just where they're from. All these counts. I don't know. Um, and they're hard eyes to everything. Like, hello, Elizabeth. Like just talk, like, I'm like, you're not speaking clear English right now. You're like, you're probably not even a real person, whatever. But I have people that like, 
I follow or kind of know that just reply to everything and I don't answer and they keep replying. And I'm like, I get frustrated because I'm like, I, you see that I'm not replying to these. What makes you keep sending them? Seriously, like what makes you keep sending them? And does no part of you feel embarrassed or like, oh, I wonder why she's not answering these? No, they just keep, keep sending them. And some guys, you really like, you, you, you give them an inch, you respond once, oh, and they take it and run with it. They will just keep going. So I've learned the hard way. If you do not want to answer somebody's DM and you don't want to have to answer them in the future, don't answer the first time because it's just... It just spirals. It really snowballs from there because you answer once and then they think it's okay and they keep doing it and you get annoyed. So just don't, don't from the first, don't answer from the first place. And that kind of ties into my next like ick, I guess. It's just when, I don't know if I should say this is really, no, it does. It icks me out. If you can't read what I'm putting down, I don't make it hard. Okay, that icks me out. Like if you, same thing over, if you're constantly texting me or like I answer you and then you answer with a question like, so like what's up? And I don't answer. That is a very clear way of of letting you know that I don't want to have a nonsense conversation with you because if I did, I would have answered. Like I feel like that message is very clear, yet I send it. And then I still get more texts like the next day will be like, good morning or hey, like blah, 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 or just sending something else where I'm like, I didn't answer the last like the last time. Didn't you get that hint? And then I just it's it's again the same thing where once it happens. I'm like, ick, and then it keeps happening and every time I get more icked out and just. I'm like, it, it, it I, I'm dumbfounded. I'm stuttering right now because I can't even get the expression out. I'm just like, how? I would be so embarrassed if I sent a guy like a question like a what's up or like, hey, good morning or like, how was your day? And I didn't get an answer. I'd be like, bye. I'm never talking to him again. I need to go lock myself in a box and never be seen. Anxiety like consumes me. But guys don't care. They're just like, oh, I'll do it again. And it's very like... Like it comes across obsessive and I don't like that. I need to breathe. I, I do not do the obsessive. I do not do possessive, clingy, especially when I'm not giving you anything back. I'm like, there's just no reason for this at all. So I just, I, I don't, I lost my train of thought. I was trying to finish that sentence and I realized that in the middle of it, I just completely lost my train of thought. What was I saying? I don't do obsessive, so I don't like that. I don't know. How did that just, I literally was talking about it and then lost my train of thought in the middle of it. I don't know. Anyway, though, I find that that happens a lot. Snapchat, like Instagram, text, and it always makes me so uncomfortable because I don't want to be outwardly rude to someone, but it's pretty obvious to tell what, what you're putting down. You know, I, I like, you can tell when I'm giving it to you and you can tell when I don't, oh, you know what I was going to say? 
it's very uh, pompous, in my opinion, and that is something that icks me out. This isn't gym-related, but guys who carry around, like, an arrogance, like a, like a, I can get whatever I want, and I can especially get it from her. Immediate ick. I have been through bad relationships, and I am old enough and have gone through enough therapy now that I have learned to love myself. Round of applause. Thank you so much. Um, and I've worked very hard on uh, uh, just just valuing myself and discovering my self-worth. So when I see a guy try and just act like a, like you, like, I, I could, well, let, me, let me say this. Uh, it's very obvious to me when a guy's trying to use me because he thinks I'm physically attractive and nothing else doesn't see behind that. And I don't tolerate that at all. I, it actually really annoys me when I, I, when a guy's saying things or expressing the body language, like, Oh, I know I could get whatever I want from her. I'm like, you actually can't because it's not your decision. It's mine. And you just completely ruined your chances by acting the way you did. So I just don't like that. You know, it's like I work too hard, and I'm sure you do too. I work too hard. I take on so many projects. I'm a, a, a very accomplished girl at the age of 24. I don't need a man for my validation. I'm not looking for that. So I would really ho- wish that guys would stop assuming that I am. I really don't like that. I'm trying to think through if I have any more gym-specific icks because this just really just became a guy-specific ick. You know what I don't like? What icks me out is the over-dependent on caffeine-ness. L- listen, you want to walk around and you have an energy drink, like, fine. But the guys that walk around like, oh, well, my pre-workout's better because it has this many milligrams of caffeine and yours doesn't or... Mine has this chemical and that chemical, which makes me do blah, blah, blah. Yours doesn't. I'm like, you're bragging, but for what? Like, that's not good for you. So congrats on the pre-workout, buddy. But I still get a good workout and a sick pump in off my stim free. I quite literally don't care. The amount of caffeine that's in your pre-workout is not at all exciting to me. I could not give a shit at all. Yeah, I think that's it, though. As far as those are my major, my major gym icks. Obviously, you know, when people cut, like, guys try and hit on you in the gym, ugh, but I feel like I don't need to, I don't, you know, you know what's one? And this is a person ick. This is not, like, a guy-specific ick. This is a person ick in the gym. You got to read the room and see how many people are there. You know, like I remember in college, this we had a tiny, tiny packed gym. And this one girl would come in whatever days and she would take like five sets of dumbbells and use a machine and grab some plates and do like circuit workouts and hog all the, the equipment. Where I'm like, that's great. That's a style of training you like, but we're in like the weightlifting section of the gym and it's very small. It's not fair for you to hog six pieces of equipment at once when most of us are waiting in lines. You know, 
I hate an equipment hogger. Listen, the gym I go to now is pretty empty. So if you want to do circuit work or whatever, go ahead, go ahead. But at the College Ave gym at Rutgers University where there's like 60-something thousand students, it's just not polite to do that. Yeah. but So those are, those are the gym icks that I can really think of. If you – I'm sure that there are more because when I get in those moods, anything can annoy me. But those are the big ones. So if I missed anything and you wanted me to talk about it or get my opinion on it – leave it in the reviews, DM it to me. I would love to discuss. I would love to hear your horror stories or, or how things make you feel. So shoot me a DM. I want to talk definitely more about this. Maybe I'll do a part two if you guys are interested. So let me know. But I'm going to shut up now so I don't get complete, like I don't completely ruin the male, male race for myself. And we'll get into this week's interview. everyone i'm here with a very special guest today i am here with eric nolan how are you today eric i'm good how are you thanks for having me of course thanks for coming on the podcast i wanted to have you on because you are a different kind of athlete than anybody else i've really had on the podcast before i've had like espo on before who's a wrestler but i have not had an mma fighter on my podcast before so you are the first one it's an honor um yeah, can't wait. So how did you get into all all of this? Because I like I, my brother, I grew up in a household. My brother and my dad were both black belts in like Taekwondo. Uh, my brother wrestled for a little bit. But how did you decide like MMA was a route that you wanted to take? Uh, so I wrestled my whole life in high school. Um, and then after high school, I decided to join the Marines. And uh, in the Marine Corps, every like Saturday night, we would go to like the bar and watch the UFC fights. And um, I don't know, it inspired me in a way. I was like, I can do this. And like, I want to be like the first like Marine to, to you know, become a successful MMA fighter. Um, so shortly after I got out of the Marine Corps, I had my first fight. And ever since then, it's just, I've just been keeping it rolling. That's awesome. So are you, are you still in the Marines? Like, is that something you still do? Or no, no? So I'm, I'm done. I did okay. my four years and uh, yeah, now I'm out. I'm going to school now. Yeah. So I knew you went to school, obviously. So what are you going to school for? And like, what are your plans with that? Are you just kind of going to get the degree or do something on the side? So I'm going for Homeland Security. Um, it goes hand in hand with my Marine Corps experience. So, but plan A is fighting. Like yeah. that's what I want to do. That's what I want to make it big in, but it's, it's always good to have a backup plan. Uh, especially if the military is going to pay for your degree, you should definitely take oh, it. 100%. So, any veterans out there listening, um, highly suggest you use that GI bill. Wow. Yeah. If the military is paying for my degree, I would go, I would go and get it too. Um, so what is your, like, how much time does this take up for you? And what is kind of like a week of practice or training look like for you? So it's summer now, so school's off. Yeah. So it's a little more laid back, but, um, while I'm in school, it's wake up, go to the gym in the morning, 
do boxing or uh, wrestling in the morning with my coaches. Come back home, shower, eat real quick, go to class, sit in classes for like four hours. Then right back to the gym at night and then come home, eat again, shower, wake up in the morning and repeat it. Yeah. Does the two training sessions a day put a lot of like physical stress on your body? Because sometimes I catch myself just being like, oh, my God, I've been going hard for like six days. My legs are just like fatigued. Oh, yeah. Like um, by the time I get to Thursday, you know, um, I'm, I find myself sometimes like struggling through like dogging it at uh, some points. But that's when you just got to put that that mental toughness in and just push through it. But um, I also realized that when I'm doing those double sessions, I got to eat more. I got to recover more. I got to do those little things, stretch more, roll out. Like recovery is huge, especially when you're training like four hours a day yeah. and burning like more than 3000 calories. It's like super important to eat and recover. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you because I know it's not uncommon for like professional athletes to train the way that you're training or have multiple sessions a day. But me as a personal trainer, I encourage my clients, you know, take a rest day. Like you don't want to be overtraining because you're going to fatigue your body. So my question, which you kind of answered was going to be what, what are the steps that you take to keep your body from um, like the effects of overtraining and injury and all that? Yeah. So, I mean, I've watched a couple of your podcasts, so I kind of trying to, you know, Related to the stuff you talk about. Um, and I follow you, of course, mm -hmm. like diet advice and the workouts that I see you doing are amazing. So from an MMA standpoint, all my exercises and lifts and workouts are, are, are a lot different. Yeah. So my, and my diet's going to be a lot different. So sometimes like I need to, you know, I need to eat a lot of carbs like I'm burning 3000 calories a day. Sometimes I got to eat 4,000, 5,000 calories. So for the next day, I'm not dragging ass. Yeah. Um, drinking a lot of water. Uh, I go to a re I go to a thrive spine and sports rehab. They do an amazing job. Ice bath, sauna, chiropractor work. I do it all. Nice. Um, sometimes, sometimes one of my workouts is my recovery session at thrive. Like that'll be one. So those are all the steps that you have to take. If you're going to put those, put that stress on your body. Do you find it hard to eat like 4,000 calories just of carbs in a day? I find that when I'm moving more, like obviously the hungrier you'll get, but 4,000 calories of just carbs is beyond like anything I can comprehend. <laughs> Not all right. Not just carbs. Total, even total. Yeah, four thousand calories yeah. in total sometimes. But like right now, for example, I'm not even touching even close to that. So because right. I'm I'm dropping down to one seventy. That's the weight class I fight in. Mm -hmm. So this these last two weeks, my calories have been down, and I'm burning more. So I'm at a calorie deficit now. Yeah. I'm water loading. So if you know what that is, you're, I'm drinking like two, two gallons of water a day and no salt, no sodium, only 50 grams of carbs. And then like 12 to 1500 calories. And that's it. Cause I'm dropping from one ninety. Yeah. 
but when I'm not cutting weight, it's, it's a totally, it's a total flip. Yeah. But when you are cutting weight, it's, it's horrible. It sucks, but you have like a slow descend down. Like if you know, you're going to have to cut weight, like do you slowly decrease down or do you just go right into it? Cause I would be starving if I went oh. normal to just jumping down into like an extreme deficit. Yeah. So I'll walk you through it. So I started my weight cut at 190 mm-hmm. and like a month ago is when I like really started to like pay attention. Like, okay, like now I need to start getting down to the 180 range. Mm-hmm. So I started just eating a little cleaner, but again, training two times a day, got to eat to have the energy to do that. Um, but I have like this hybrid carnivore diet type thing. So I'm eating like steak, ground beef, um, healthy fats and healthy proteins. And then I mix in greens, like vegetables and stuff like that. Potatoes, sweet yeah. potatoes, good. And then I start to get down to like 185. And then now I'm like, okay, now when I get to 185, it gets harder with the diet. I got to clean it up a little more. So right now I'm sitting out at about 182 and I weigh in on Thursday. So and how much do you need to weigh? 170. Oh my God. So Wednesday night, I'll go to the sauna. I'm water loading. So I'm holding a lot of water right now. And uh, Wednesday night, I'll sweat it all out. I'll get down to like 173-ish, wake up in the morning, take a hot bath, get down to that 170 mark, and then off to weigh-ins. That is insane. Do you find that you get like lightheaded or want to pass out or anything without getting any sodium really in because i've had the problem recently like i just recently discovered this because i had to go to a doctor i've been like passing out in random places and it turns out that i was just not getting enough sodium in my body for the amount that i sweat so like do you does that happen to you or no (laughs) like it's an unhealthy thing to do yeah but it's part of the sport like it's what you got to do when you're when you're in the pros you just got to do it but i've done it like 11 times now, this will be the 12th time. So I got it down to a science. I know what my body can take and handle. Okay. And I know that come Thursday after I weigh in, I'm rehydrating. I'm taking in as like a lot of carbs. Right. And I'll be good. But it, it sucks. It's just like anything. It, if you want something, it's going to suck a little bit to get. For sure. That actually goes hand in hand with what I talked about because this will come out a week from today, but episode that dropped today, I was talking about bodybuilding competitions and I just, it's not for me. Like I'll never do it. I was like, I don't necessarily think they're healthy, but then again, what professional sport really is when you come, when it comes down to it, you know? Exactly. There's yeah. always, it, it, the, the best thing you can do is make it as healthy as you possibly yeah. can. You know? Yeah. I was like, I, I said on the episode, I was like, you know, I don't think any professional sports really that that healthy but who like who am I to tell people don't do what you love to do you know there's nothing's going to be perfect you're always going to have to sacrifice yeah something, you know I mean I get punched in the face for a living so yeah, that's, that's not the healthiest sport you could do no <laughs> so how do you get into the pros like what needs to be accomplished to so- be considered a professional so you start off on the amateur scene. So I was I was an amateur for about uh, two years. I progressed very quickly. Um, 
so you you take amateur fights so the rules are a little different um it's just to build your record up and you know see where you're at test yourself so i went undefeated in the amateurs won a championship and then it's pretty much my coach and managers like it's their decision but it was partly mine i was like all right look like i'm ready for the next step like let's go pro and now i'm fighting on the biggest stage in the regional scene right now which is cage fury fighting championships and it's pretty much a feeder program to the ufc so you got like ufc level and then you have like where i'm at and then there's like a couple more promotions along like the west central america and then east coast okay so what do you need to do to move on up to the ufc then like what's what's on your checklist I just got to keep winning. Okay. Um, I've had, I've had a minor setback. Uh, my last fight, it was, it was an amazing fight, but I fell short and that kind of took me a step back. Okay. But um, I fight on Friday. I'm going to get this win and then I'll be right back where I was. So uh, it's, it's a journey. It's the, it's just enjoying the journey, you know, like there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be opportunities and, it's just you got to keep pushing, keep working for it. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Obviously, getting punched in the face is not like enjoyable. What about the sport do you like? Because I like watching it. Like, I think it's great to watch, but I don't want to be in there getting hit in the face. Yeah. Um, I don't really get hit in the face a lot. Okay. okay. Well, that means, yeah, <laughs> you're a good fighter. So <laughs> I don't want to get hit, period. So yeah. no, but it, it's just. For I'll say that like not everybody's meant to be a fighter. I will say that like yeah, you work if you work hard for anything, you can accomplish amazing things. But for me, it's it's all it's the journey. It's all the people I've been meeting. All the all the for me, it's the Marine Corps. Um, a lot of Marines message me like, like hundreds of Marines message me after before my fights. They're like, dude, you're such an inspiration. Awesome. Um, there's a big mental health issue, like especially in the military. Yeah. And, a lot of those guys reach out to me and they're like, dude, you're doing everything you said you were going to do. You're like, you're inspiring us. And that's, that would, that's what motivates me. Um, Championships and belts and all that. That's, that's great. That's definitely something I want to accomplish for myself. But for me, it's what I could give back to other people. And if it's just a little inspiration, that's, that's amazing to me. Would you ever consider down the road, like you continue on the path that you're on and doing really well, would you ever consider doing anything like like having someone help you write a book or something like that? Because I feel like that's something that a lot of people could benefit from probably in silence. I find a lot of people like to get their inspiration and, and help with like their mental struggles and stuff in a way that's private to them, like reading books or listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think like, this in this like for example this podcast right here you know we we post it you post it i repost it that's gonna there's gonna be some veterans that listen to it there's gonna be people just regular ordinary people that listen to it and they're like wow like this is i love podcasts i think they're a great help for people that you know struggle with mental health or just struggle in general yeah so i definitely open to the idea in the future um, I always said I always said after fighting, I definitely want to go Hollywood and be in a couple of movies or something. That would so, be awesome. 
who knows? Maybe I'll have a documentary with Conor McGregor or something. I'm I'm all for that. I heard he was in a movie recently or something, but he did horrible. Apparently, I didn't. I don't know what movie it is. Oh, they're remaking Roadhouse, and he's like, oh, is that what it is? Pretty sure, he's like the bad guy or something. Yeah, I heard he really. I I mean, listen, I can't picture him being a good actor, but it's actually funny. I was watching last night. I was watching the Arnold documentary, the three parter. And he was talking about his transition from bodybuilding into acting. He was like, a lot of people don't realize being like a bodybuilder competitor. And I'm sure it's kind of same with you guys in the way that I've seen like Conor McGregor acting, like surrounding his fights and stuff is like, you're, you're a performer in a sense. Yeah. So his transition oh. into acting was kind of seamless. Cause he was like, Oh, I've been putting on a show for years. Yeah. I, that's so true. I think that's why you're seeing a lot of like combat athletes, especially become movie stars. Like even like WWE guys, they do yeah. it too. You're, you're a performer. Like it's a, it's a business. People come to see you perform and everybody, every fighter I know has their own personal, like a character, you know, like they're their own little character when they're in that cage or, yeah fighting you know it's, so it's what's your character then oh man <laughs> i don't know it just comes out of me when i'm in the cage but i i bring that i bring the marine corps back into everything like i'm i'm the marine in there i'm a lot of people in the gym joke around and they're like oh you're like captain america like i don't know why but that's just that's just the name that gets thrown out there and personally he's not my favorite like super not. No, not at all i, I like he's only my favorite for the looks <laughs> otherwise yeah, he's, not, he's not my favorite either no i'm like uh in my head i'm like it's such a silly superhero captain america like yeah really just had to do that but that's what they that's what i guess that would be somewhat of a character i'd play i like it i think it, i think you have a good thing going for you a lot of stories that you hear people's like how they're able to brand themselves even with me and the stuff that I do like what sets you apart and makes you different and having the ability to be like the first marine that makes it huge and just kind of ride that Captain America train even if it's kind of ridiculous um to do a lot for you because a lot I'm sure a lot of it goes into I mean obviously you need the skill and that's that but a whole separate part is how you market and, and brand yourself and create like a, a character yeah a hundred percent um and another thing is, is, like you said, back to the skill, like every time I fight, like it's it's almost the fight of the night every single time. Like I, I entertain, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. one, thing, one thing to win. But if you don't have that Conor McGregor swag in there and you're not like you're not winning, like by knockout or submission, it, you know, you're not you're going to be stuck on that regional scene for a while. You got to do to get people's attention and every time i make it a goal to put on a show and yeah we'll love coming to watch it i think that's super important just being like like someone who watches and i don't i really only watch with conor mcgregor fights i don't watch ufc fights on the regular but i think I, part of the reason why he's so popular is half because of the talent but half because he's so entertaining to watch like people want to see his his press interviews and like what outlandish things he's going to say and like the way he walks into the octagon like people love that yeah he has he has a swag and he's a very intelligent guy and and i think a lot like 
you're going to start to see a lot of those intelligent fighters start to really open up the market for, you know, what could happen after you're fighting like Conor yeah. McGregor. Um, yeah. And back to what you were saying before, like marketing and branding. And one thing I'll say that I've noticed from you is, is the consistency. It's one thing, you know, put out a couple posts and, and, you know, like you see a lot of fitness people do, but you're consistent. Like I've always, I always see you post. <laughs> that's something that I think, um, cause like if you're, if you're a person trying to get into shape, right. Yeah. You're, you follow, so you see like fit, whatever, and you follow that person. And then it's like once every three days you see a workout video or like whatever, like you got one for every day of the week. Yeah, I do. Now, and you switch it up. You're consistent. I think that's very big. I think that's very good. And I think that's why you're pretty successful with it. That is what I tell a lot of people. So I went to school for marketing. That's what I got my degree in. So I kind of had a little bit of the educational experience, but I think part of the reason why my like my page has been able to grow and then it's helped me like hold myself accountable with my own physique is the consistency. Like people can follow me and know that they're going to consistently get information. So that's one part of it. And then my name, because I'm constantly posting and stuff, my name's constantly popping up on people's screens. So yeah, things. Yeah, no, one, 100%. The consistency is, is, it's the key to everything, in my opinion. Like, you could be motivated for a week, two weeks. Like, you know, a lot of people, they go through a breakup, and they're like, oh, I'm hitting the gym. They yeah. hit it hard two weeks. Yeah. And then the motivation's gone. But if you could get some discipline and consistency, you know, you don't – you could be motivated, but, you know, eventually motivation runs out. Yep. I tell that to people all the time. A, a common question I get is, how do you stay so – motivated how do you get to the gym this these many days a week and I said honestly I'm not always motivated I mean I love it I love going to the gym it's like my favorite part of the day but it's just routine and it's discipline like you're exactly right and I'm sure you're the same way yeah I mean it's something I picked up when I was in the Marine Corps because that's it's all it is is routine oh, yeah. you know but but I I that I like kind of transitioned very well into my MMA career because you got to if you want to be good you got to train twice a day you got to lift you got to run you got to do all these things you got to diet well and and that's it's definitely important to be consistent yeah so what did you do I kind of want to switch gears a little bit what did you do in the marines like what was your role is that what they call it I don't know MOS would be the correct. Okay. <laughs> but I was a, I was 0311. So I was an infantryman. Um, I was out in Camp Lejeune with third battalion, six Marines. So shout out three, six. Wow. Uh, I deployed with the maritime raid force on the 24th Mew where I was out in um, Camp Lemonier, Djibouti, Africa. That's Jeez. a fun, but I was out in Africa and uh, bouncing from there to ship. Then I came home um, and then I became an instructor in uh, Quantico, Virginia. So very cool. Yeah. So I was instructing like the officers. So people that come from college to join the military, like I would be their instructor at the basic school. So they'd learn pretty much from enlisted guys, like how to be an infantry Marine per right. se. 
And then after a while there, they moved me to be a martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps. So that, awesome. that's kind of how the, I got the ball rolling there. So did you have any martial arts back? Because I know you said you wrestled and stuff, but did you have any martial arts background before the Marines or did you learn stuff in the Marines, I'm assuming? Yeah, you you learned some basic things. Um, I did a lot of things on my own outside of the Marine Corps. Like I went to some boxing gyms, some jujitsu gyms, and I, I was putting my own money into it. Um, nothing really the Marine Corps did there. Right. And I met a guy in the Marine Corps and started working at the martial arts center at Quantico. And um, he really got gave me a really good idea of what I needed to do. Um, but it was a lot of stuff on my own, for sure. Like I had a after work at the base, I would go to the gym and just just work, just grind, because I knew this is something I wanted to do when I got out. Okay, that's very interesting. So now you're well off for school for the summer, but you're still in school. You're doing the fighting stuff. You work somewhere in between on the side too, right? No, you know where I work. Yeah, I do. I don't want to give it away because I don't want people to, to no, it's, come it's, hunt you down. But how do you? How does that play into your schedule then? Because I have a lot of listeners that are just like trying to figure out how do I stay healthy or how do I keep like what I'm passionate about in my life, but also make money because we need money. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I'll I bounce DJs. I'm not ashamed of it at all. It's a great. It's it's a great community they got there with everybody that works there. I didn't know if you wanted people to know. No, it's it's totally fine. Um, I enjoy working there. Like the the owners are great, the the environment's great, and you meet a lot of interesting people for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it sucks because it's it messes up my sleep schedule. I was gonna say I'm- that's like it must mess up your sleep schedule since you're working so late, and sleep is very important, especially for the amount that you're taxing your body yeah 100 percent. but i get it back during the week so like during the week i go to bed early and then i'm but yeah you gotta have like a little side hustle to to fund and i got i got some sponsors that they sponsor me for my fights so they dish and i advertise work with them and uh yeah but i would also say it's important to enjoy yourself like A lot of people that I see, they're on this like this war path towards their goals and they burn out and they're and they're not enjoying the journey. Like you got to enjoy the journey um, or else you're going you're gonna to miss it. You know, you're going to get to where you or sometimes you'll just burn out, but you get to where you're getting to and you just the whole thing's a blur because you're just you're not enjoying the journey. So what do you do that helps you enjoy the journey then or keep you from that burnout feeling? Um, so when I'm not in like getting ready for a fight mode, like I'll go out like once or twice on the weekends, like mm-hmm. either a night for a little bit or Saturday night. And, you know, I'll have a couple drinks with my friends. I love, I'm a people person. I love being out with my yeah. friends, hanging out and, and meeting everybody. Um, or sometimes I'll just, I'll just go kick it, kick it in my house and watch a movie or something. But yeah. It's good to keep your mind off of what you really want to do sometimes. Like like keeping other things in your life, like other yeah, aspects. 100%. Like 
just going out to the bar and having a drink. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Obviously, excessively drinking and stuff is going to take you off that path a bit. But I also don't get to drink a lot because when I'm getting ready for a fight, there's absolutely no alcohol. So, Right. No, I think that that's so important. I say it all the time. Obviously, I'm not competing towards anything. I'm just living my life. But I talk a lot about how I think it's super important to keep like the social aspect of your life intact and people are different. Like I like to go out, you like to go out. Some people don't, but whatever that looks like for you, I think it's very important to keep like relationships in, in your life. Otherwise it's going to be very lonely, very fast. And then it's kind of like, okay, I won or I have all this money or I look fantastic, but I've nothing else. They got nobody to share it with. Right. Like Mike Tyson, um, he said, loneliest sport in the world. Like, and, and it, it does get, it gets super lonely, especially when you're approaching that time of the fight. Like this week and, and last week and even the week before, like it's a very, I'm by myself a lot if I'm not training. And, you know, I got to get my mind right. You know, I'm, I'm constantly doing the right things. And so sometimes I do separate myself from people because, you know, like, my friends hit me up all the time. They're like, yo, we're going out to the bar. I know you can't drink, but just come and hang out. And I'll, sometimes I'll go, but most of the time it's like, listen, I don't want to be around that environment. I, I got to stay Not focused. when you're getting ready for a fight, no. Exactly. Yeah. So 100%. Cool. So how long do you think this is something you're going to do for? Like how or how long do people typically fight for before your body's like, I'm, I'm getting old for this? Yeah, uh, that's the, that's the, that's like the secret answer. Nobody knows. Like, okay. it could be that's 10 years. For everyone, yeah. Yeah, it could be 10 years. It could be five. Um, you know, McGregor, if you look at his come up, he had a pretty, he's still fighting, but not as much. But yeah, his, he boomed in like three years. He really just took over for those three years and made yeah. so much doing that. Like, that'd be ideal. Just, <laughs> Blow up like that, make a lot of money. And, you know, Hold if on. you're a yeah. what millionaire wants to get punched in the face, you know? That's, you know, I said he should have t- he should have called it quits a while ago when he was on a high streak and just left. But I guess he must really like it or the attention. or yeah. that's, that's the, yeah, because, like, I could see myself making a lot of money doing it and then being like, Ah, it's like my life though. Like I it's love addic- it. It's an addicting feeling. I've, I've heard, I was listening to some, like, or somebody was quoting Justin Bieber or whatever, like a while ago. And I was never really a Justin Bieber fan, but he was talking about his like childhood and how he was such a wild child for a while. And he was like, that feeling of being like on stage and in front of people is such a rush that it's like addicting. And that's yeah. why superstars like that end up getting addicted to drugs and whatnot. Cause they're trying to, copy that feeling and then it's like what do i do without it yeah it's it's crazy like when i had my first like big fight and i it was in ac it's at it's the same location this one's going to be at the hard rock you walk out you walk out from this like little tunnel and then it's just like you see everybody like and lights are going off cameras are going off and you you get into that cage and that everybody's there to watch you and that other guy but yeah and yeah. And it, 
most nervous thing ever when you're in the backstage you're warming up and you you hear everybody and you're just like holy shit why am i doing this like, yeah so how do you calm your nerves in a situation like that because i used to run track in high school which is such a smaller scale and even just knowing like the few seconds before the gun would go off that everyone was going to be looking at like me and the other people i would nerves would take over so how do you get yourself out of that and stay in your zone i write so i manifest a lot like i write a lot down you know and i i address those feelings before they happen i'm like okay. i know, know that i'm going to be in this stage i know i'm going to get nervous i know and then i take out the worst things that could happen i know i could get knocked out i know i could lose i i accept that that could happen and then but i just keep manifesting positive energy like i'm gonna win i'm gonna be okay doing good and then once i walk out it's like this this like a different me comes out like, <laughs> my friends say it all the time they're like watching you they're like bro you're a different person in there like outside eric nolan they're like dude you're like the nicest dude you're so <laughs> they're like you're so chill like you'll do anything for anybody but when you get into that cage bro your eyes just get wide and you're just like a different person like you're possessed and that's the addicting feeling it's like i i I could let myself go in there like yeah i think it's pretty cool that you're able to like compartmentalize too and be like that person when you need to be that person and then the other part of you when you're not on stage yeah 100 percent um so i want to wrap up here but do you want to give everybody the information on uh well no actually because your fight's on friday so it'll be already passed do you want to tell everybody where they could follow you on instagram and kind of follow along with your journey and all that or anything else you want to shout out yeah um you know follow if you like this podcast and <laughs> you want to learn more about eric nolan 12 on instagram um yeah so that's all i really got i'm just a big instagram guy so you are you allowed to put like any of your fights on youtube or anything or do people own like rights to that i don't know yes yeah. So I, so I'm technically a UFC fight pass. So the UFC fight pass technically has all the, doing, but you could, you could, if you really want to watch them and you're listening, you um, probably Google them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could, uh, I posted up little clips on my Instagram too. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck. I guess when this podcast is out, everybody will know the outcome, but I'm sure you will do fantastic as you have been. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I will be traveling to LA this weekend, so hopefully I will have the episode out on Monday for you. I am aiming to get it done. It might not be bright and early, but make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. Subscribe on YouTube so you could watch and watch my other stuff at Lifts with Liz, and then follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Wishing you a healthy, happy, motivated week, and we'll chat next week. Love y'all.